0: हैं इनका होने के नाते मैं चाहता हूं कि यह जो मुकाबला मैंने सोचा है वो फेयर हो और वो डिसाइड करेगा कि इस रिंग का किंग को कौन कंट्रोल करेगा दोनों तरफ से रिंग में उतरे पांच पांच रेसलर्स टीम आरडीएक्स इस रिंग का किंग वर्ल्ड कप मैच में कोई चालबाजी ना कर सके इसके लिए हरभजन सिंह जी यह मैच करवाया एक फिंचरे किया लेकिन इस केस मैच में भी धोखेबाजी और मक्कारी के हथगंडे अपनाने से पास नहीं आए जब जॉर्ड और उनकी टीम आरडीएक्स जिसकी वजह से आखिरकार आरडीएक्स टीम कामयाब हुई रिंका किंग का वर्ल्ड कप जीतने में और वो दिन साबित हुआ रिंका किंग के इतिहास का सबसे
1: this is the Pro Wrestling Reflection Podcast, with your host, the Professor Chaubello Veracruz. Yeah, what a
0: run. Mr. Wonderful, Tommy Wonder. And I will take the powers of those that have no fear. And the prodigal one, JB. The queen, The queen of the crop. Now it's time to go back in time in the time machine. Ah! Three! Nice to Two! Sweet! The living legend, Bruno San Martino. Austin316 says, I just whipped your ass. But be the man! You gotta beat the man!
1: Woo! Look at this! He's having I don't believe it! Just rock in the building! Uh-huh. Yes. Live from United States, Brooklyn, New York. It's your boy. <laughs> the nephew's in the house. As soon as the beat drops, we got the streets locked overseas. A Punjabi MC in the rap. Reflection night, Musta Nede Kamada, Magnificent Seven, Mutasa Tapuki, I Mutajun Gunde, Mutaka, Alekhine, Menaka said, Amen, Linka King, here at Apu, Lasting Reflection. And if you did not know what I said, Reflection night, I don't even know what I said because that's gibberish, that's not Mumbai Indian. But anyway, what is going on there, Reflection night? Yes, we're going to get canceled. Cancel culture is going to come after the professor, but it don't matter because we're having fun here. It's been a while since I've seen y'all because of my, you know, real life excursions. I had to do what I had to do. I had to do what pays the bills for the professor Chabel Cruz. Yes, I already announced myself, but yes, welcome to the Pro and Reflection Podcast here at the Hustle Networks at PowerBeam.com. And yes, we are going episodic. Yes. This is episode 165. You know what the funny thing is? Before I do my introduction even to TW, but TW, we have done this podcast for so many years. We were, we were rolling along, you know, episodically, episodically. We did our 100th episode. We got to, and then, you know, we started to veer to the left a little bit. We went to the spotlights. We started veering to the, to the extreme left with the movies. We started veering to the right, the far right. With the what-ifs. And now we're at 165, and we've done, this, we've done this podcast for so many years, but we haven't reached 200. We reached 100 really quickly in my book, but now we haven't reached 200 yet. I think I have to make it a goal to keep it episodic so we can reach that ever-so-elusive. It's like climbing a mountain, 200. What do you think about that, T.W.? We're so close, like, but yet was so far be, away. It feels like we've been stuck in the, uh, I look far away? No, no, I'm talking about well, we haven't even reached the elusive 200 mountain yet. That's It's
0: insane to me because I feel like 100 was 100 years ago. But in theory, 65 more episodes is a year and three mm-hmm. weeks or a year and 11 weeks. Plus, we missed weeks. So I suppose the yeah. 100 took two years to get to and and so it would take another two years to get to 200. But look what I got. Look who joined us for our presence.
1: Stardust. Yes. And Cody hates that. hates that extra figure. But anyway, before
0: any anymore, not anymore. He said oh, it's that's, what spawned him to go on his journey. What a difference he is now versus seven years ago. Like that dude bet on himself. And I, I think it's safe to say it paid off.
1: Absolutely. But before anything, again, I must introduce you know, the whole gang of the whole gangle of gangles here. It's PWR Podcast. First, myself. I am the most charismatic one. I am the most scholarly one. I am the most effervescent, stupendous, irreverent one. But most importantly, I'm the glorious one. The only objective man, the professor Chabelba Cruz, and of course my brother from another mother. The conservative liberal, the liberal conservative, Mr. Dum Dum Duel in an idiot's own. He's wearing the he's wearing the merchandise. It's available on Dum Dum Duel Idiot's own merchandise. Com. Tommy Wonder, I gave you a fake uh, account name, but you know, go for <laughs> it. How are you doing? It's been a while since I've seen you, too. So, everything good with you? Yeah, man. I'm two weeks away from my first ever cruise. The and, uh, cruise.
0: which is a year and a half almost spot on. My original first ever cruise was supposed to be September 16th of 2020. Wonder. And mm-hmm. I canceled it because of uh, the COVID restrictions. I wasn't about to get on a boat for the first time ever. Not a boat for the first time, but you know what I mean, a cruise ship. Yes. I'm already thinking I'm going to struggle with some cabin fever and some claustrophobia and all that. So I'm going to do a lot of drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, instead of going on that cruise, I went and saw Travis in North Dakota. So uh, what's September to, to, to March? Is that a good? That's a good six months. So that's a year mm-hmm. and a half. A little shy of a year and a half. And then I think I decided, and if Travis listens to this, because he doesn't have to make the long drive to Wesley, because he took the full-time uh, pastor position
1: in Jamestown, so he doesn't have the long drive anymore. Uh, Hallelujah. Pastor Travis, congratulations. Yeah, hats off to him. God time. is good, as Montez Ford says. God he's is come good. come a long
0: way in a short time, and he beats himself up the whole way, but he knows I'm proud of him. So is, so is our buddy Matt Romans, who doesn't listen to our podcast anymore. But, uh. He, uh, did I offend him? I'm sorry, Matt, but whatever. No, no, no. He's, he's like me, man. He just ADD. Yeah. Yeah. So I go through spurts to listen to podcasts and then I don't listen to any at all. Cause I I'm telling you, I swear to you, when I'm driving my work van and listen to podcasts some days, I do some of my best sleeping behind the wheel. Cause I'm, it just knocks me out like freaking NyQuil. But, but anyhow, I think, I picked this year. I think at the end of this year, I think I'm going to go back and see Travis again. If I can, if I can make it happen in Septemberish, ish, um, maybe, well, it doesn't look like I'm going to, well, I don't want to talk about that. Cause it was a private thing, but, uh, this other opportunity doesn't seem like it's going to present itself. So I think I'm just going to forge ahead and book up. I'm going to hey. try to go to Vegas again this year. And then North Dakota, those will be my,
1: my other, my last two trips after this one. Cool. And if you see Pastor Travis and, Tra- and and you and the pastor wants to join for a special reflection, the three of us, the three amigos, once again, we can do that too. So, you know what, Pastor Travis, the floor is yours. The offer is on the table. Take it, Pastor Travis. But anyway, neither here nor there. So, welcome or welcome. We're going episodic. We're up to episode 165, and for this particular episode, while you heard the introduction, it was gibberish. I was attempting to do Mumbai Indian language. I don't know if I even caught a word here or there. But it, it, it it sounded Pujambi in my in my humble it sounds opinion. Sounds a lot but like
0: Ray on TikTok is what it sounded oh, like.
1: Probably did. You know, it, I sounded like I probably sounded Punjabi after a couple of shots of tequila, but it wasn't Punjabi. But anyway, neither here nor there. <laughs> but what, we are, what I was trying to convey was kind of like a little hint. I was dropping those Easter eggs. If you don't, watch, if you don't uh, look at the poster, Reflectionites, even though it tells you what show we're going to do. But if you're listening to this and like, what the hell are we doing? We are doing a very special episodic episode. This is 10 years old, T.W., Because in 2011, December of 2011, Impact Wrestling, Dixie Carter and Jeff Jarrett, you know, I I think, in my humble opinion, they were attempting to tap into a to an untapped potential television market. In their attempts to expand their, you know, their wrestling brand, Impact Wrestling, they ventured with some, you know, with some investors from uh, Mumbai, India. I forget the company name but it's neither here nor there but you you go you know where I'm going with this. They got some investors from the Indian market and Ring King was born at least in December of 2011. Jeff Jarrett took some contracted wrestlers from Impact Wrestling to you know give the rub to some Indian wrestling prodigies so to speak. One of those wrestlers is still wrestling to this day. Sometimes he wrestles for Impact Wrestling on Access TV. That's Malabali Shira, but I'm not going to go into who the cast of characters was, T.W., but we're going to talk about Rinka King from 2011, a little bit of 2012. So I'm going to ask you this, T.W., because, you know, there are YouTube videos out there making fun of rinka king making fun of its presentation making fun of its uh you know the commentary team the language barrier all that stuff i get that we could we, I, I had fun watching it because i could laugh about it you probably saw some things that were that laughed your ass off too especially that indian midget but again we're going to talk about that <laughs> let me That's ask you i got a two-part question i want to ask you this as the wrestler first you are a contracted impact wrestler and Jeff Jarrett offers you this opportunity to travel all you know, around the world to Mumbai, India for maybe about a, a month, a month of TV tapings, maybe one of the biggest checks, hotel and all that stuff. As the wrestler, you don't know what this like venture is, but of course you're going to take the money. So let's say you as the wrestlers that, you know, went over there. What do you think is their experience? Besides, you know, we already know that the check has to clear before you even, you know, commit well, to this. I, you know what? I, I I have I had a couple of thoughts when I was watching it. Like,
0: obviously Jeff Jarrett's not a carny, but I looked at it through the eyes of a wrestler, and I looked at it through the eyes of what would I have done? Because I'm like, man, I wonder if he made these dudes go there, or if they went on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, Looking at the finished product, the answer is 100% yes. I would have done it, and I wouldn't have regretted it. Because I, I, mean, I don't think it was bad at all. And obviously, the language barrier is a language barrier. But as far as the presentation, it was good pyro, good lighting, good ring, good audience. Everything about it looked great. But I remember thinking to myself, I wonder if Jeff Jarrett rounded. Because, I mean, it was it was like Davy Boy Smith's kid, uh, Chavo, uh, Matt Morgan... Uh I did have questions for you. Why was Dick Murdoch or Trevor Murdoch called Cash Jackson or something?
1: And, and or no, Ross, no, No, his name Roscoe Jackson.
0: Roscoe Jackson. And then and then uh Doc Gallows Gallows was Isaiah Cash. And I even had leather straps and said it. And I'm like, Am I reading this wrong? And then I remember you telling me something about Impact having their version of uh what's that wrestling call where John Cena had the puppet? Mid South Wrestling or
1: whatever, yeah. On the, yeah on they the had their network. It, yeah, it the, was the parody of Mid South Wrestling. I forgot what it was. It was a Southpaw Championship Wrestling. So,
0: yeah, but, but you said Impact had something like that, and mm-hmm. and that's
1: where Luke was, Isaiah Cash in that. Uh, it, it, well, you know what? It's this came first before that okay. Southpaw. Oh yeah, because Gallows so. wasn't
0: there back then. Right. But anyways, right. when I watched it, I thought to myself, I wonder if those six guys. Um, let's see, one, two. Three, four, five, and then there was Davari mm-hmm. and whoever the guy was with him. That wasn't um, that one dude that did this.
1: That, and quit those were the those were the Indian wrestling prodigies. That's what I'm trying da- to. Davari was no the other guy that you're talking about. That yeah, did, yeah, yeah. That yeah, did yeah. That, so,
0: but he almost looked like that Mark guy. Whatever that Mark guy's name, that Italian guy that played the uh, the thing with Davari. Muhammad Hussain, that wasn't him. Hussan, yeah. At first I thought it was him. I'm like, damn, he got little. But anyways, and then Chris Masters was Chris Adonis, or American Adonis. But mm-hmm. I knew he was wrestling as Chris Adonis for a bit. I didn't know American Adonis. Anyway, I wondered if he grabbed like 10 of these guys and said, look, man, Jeremy Boris too. And he's like, I don't know how this is going to play out, but we're going to get paid a lot of money. That is a conversation that every indie wrestler who ever wrestled on a legit show has had with somebody. Mm -hmm. Whether it turned out to be a legit thing or not, I think I would have trusted Jeff Jarrett, especially then, especially if I'm guaranteed because I'm an impact contract guy. Uh, I think I told you about the time I wrestled in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, It was me, Edge, Rhino, Joey Legend, Johnny Swinger. I don't think Christian was with us. And we were all in the back and Oscar from Men on a Mission came in there, the manager. Mm -hmm. Did I ever tell you this story?
1: Mm, probably an old episode but you can he comes in
0: and he's getting everybody rounded together and i'm kind of off to the back i see edge this is before edge is edge right he's he's sex Hardcastle. So i see mm-hmm. those guys listening to him and i'm kind of off to the side and he's asking people uh i got this gig who wants to do it everyone's like where's it at and they're like this that and i'm kind of like looking over but still getting dressed and then as soon as he said, But I need two hundred and fifty dollars from all of you guys so we can get your passport and your tickets and everything, but you're getting that back. It was like cockroaches with the light turned on. Everyone turned and went the other way, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the opposite conversation, is when a name comes in, starts promising you shit that the second they ask you for money, it's a no, right? right.
1: But if that's, I'm that's going the carny, again, that's the carny aspect.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the uh, the guy conning you, you know. Uh mm-hmm. So, so, but as far as this goes, if, if they're paying my plane ticket, if I'm not giving anything out of pocket and all I need to go with them is my baggage and my passport, I am 100% in If for no other reason than a chance to see India, which, which would probably be emotional. I think, I, I don't know if I told you, I have a friend, Sean, he's, he's, I don't know if he's from India. He might be first generation American, but his parents are from there. Mm -hmm. And I watched this show on Apple TV, can't even pronounce it, so I'm not even going to try, but it's based in India. It's Jax from Sons of Anarchy. And when I saw the poverty there, I took a picture of my screen, sent a text to my buddy and said, dude, is this what this is like over there? And he looked at it, wrote me right back. He goes, yeah, he's like, there's good parts, but that Mm -hmm. part where they're at. Everyone's living in huts. There's no windows. There's no doors. It's hot as fuck. People just walk in your shit. People rob you. People steal. And it's just everything on top. You know, like South American poor countries. uh third world. like that. Yeah, third world, world countries. Third world. That's underdeveloped. And, and, and it we it, know it blew me away because you you hear about India's population and you think it's a big place. It ain't a big place. It's got a billion people in a place smaller than like probably Texas and, and Florida combined. And then you got China, which
1: is massive and has the most people. But, uh, but, but as anything, TW money separates the class. Right. But just there is like no just class. like this Rinka King here. Right. There is no middle rest- class. It's right. all or all. Right. Yeah. right. Or You nothing. knew the- that these wrestlers were going to the good stable side of Mumbai, right. India, so right. they can you know entertain the masses that got that were in this like that had ticket you know, money that. had— I don't know if it was ticket money. I, I would think it was their own version of Universal Studios, where they could come in maybe for free. Who knows that? I'm right. just saying that. I'm I'm putting that again. Let's look at it from the scale. You said you like the pyro, and yeah, you like the, the whole
0: presentation. I like. Let's
1: talk. Let's talk about the fans here because again, there is there's two. Let's just say disadvantages for Rinka King all automatically with the fans as much as anything. You can tell that the fans were trained. Or they were choreographed to cheer, applause, to boo, you know, Ooh. all that stuff. Because it's, it's instant. It's, it's like yeah. they see the the marker and do it. Right. So you can tell that one part. Again, they they showed their emotion. You, you, you know, whatever, if it was choreographed or whatever, real or not, they, they tried to show it for the television because they knew that, you know, they were trying to get something that was theirs, number one. Number two, we have to talk about the language barrier because, again – Jeff Jarrett's not speaking Punjabi. Scott Steiner is hell no, he ain't speaking Punjabi. Oh, that's right, Scott was there too, yeah. Abyss. But you get where I'm going, Chavo's yeah. not speaking Punjabi. So, you know, the language barrier is there. So, you know, you had, let me just go with this reflection. I'm going to give you an example of this episode. There is a power struggle in Ring King. One side is led by Jeff Jarrett, and for some strange reason... The supreme king. leader, Jeff Jarrett. The Supreme Leader. But the group's name is weird because I don't know what it meant. All I knew was the letters. R-D-X. That's all it was. That was Jarrett, Scott Steiner, Magnus or Nick Aldis, Abyss. Uh, Who else was there? Uh, And there was this Indian attorney. Now, let me now here's where the language. Right. With a neck brace. But let me let me talk about the language barrier reflection because then T.W. can expound on this. This is where it would be hard for the for the Indian fans too, because you're actually is hearing the promo twice. You're hearing the promo in English for the English fans like myself and TW who are watching this here in the United States. But during that same you know episode TW, like I'm saying that you're hearing the promo twice in two languages. So it's extending the program, if you will, but you're saying the same thing twice in two different languages. So for me, Watching this even in 2012, and now I, I get to see this. I'm like, okay, you're repeating yourself twice. I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying it's like redundant. you're saying the same thing, it's very redundant. What say you, TW, about that? The language barrier issue.
0: I, I thought at one point this would have just been better off having subtitles, right? Let the people mm-hmm. in India watch it in that language, and then the subtitles can be in Punjabi when the Americans speak, and then when people speak in the Indian. It should be an American subtitles down there. And uh, that would have made it a little thorough because there really wasn't much wrestling because of all that. And it was mm-hmm. funny because even with the language barrier, when it started out, the dude with the neck brace was like Joey Styles. That's how the show starts out. So I thought he was the commentator. And I'm like, all right, somebody must put this guy through a table or something. Then it ends up there's two different people that are commentators. And he's with Jeff Jarrett. And one mm-hmm. of my favorite things of the whole thing is in the middle of all the commentating, you would hear, like, oh, there's not an Indian word for that. They would say, blah, 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 Jeff Jarrett, blah blah, 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 tag team, blah, 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 blah. three count. And I'm like, mm-hmm. there, what? There's not an Indian for three count? But it was like the wrestling terms, they didn't to translate it. So they just said the wrestling term. And, and mm-hmm. I was like, that's hilarious. Like, what would that sound like to the people who speak it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we have no clue what they're talking about, and then throw English words, and they're like, hey, they are they do know what they're saying, and then all of a sudden throw English words, in there, and then they're probably like, huh? Like, what the hell was that curveball? But I, mm-hmm. I caught on to what was going on. I knew Jared and his facts were the bad guys, and I knew that dude that looked like, uh, who's the guy that teamed with Hawk in Japan?
1: Uh, You mean like Fujinami? The,
0: the guy that had the, like, he looked like the bad guy in uh, Bloodsport.
1: Oh, oh, Nagasaki, yeah,
0: Kenzo, the, Ken, yeah, that the guy that team with Hawk, yeah, Kenzo, yeah, yeah, that guy, but it was a Punjabi guy that was looked looked just like him, uh, man. Look, yeah, it and looked like him, but his that's not pads the same around guy. Around
1: his ankles, I didn't understand why he had his knee pads around his ankles. It so was immediately,
0: cool. wasn't a fan of his.
1: We'll, we'll get into that. But again, like I said, uh, reflection, eyes. we're going to try to visually tell you what is going on here. Because, again, there's a lot of barriers here for American and Punjabi Mumbai Indian fans. But, again, let's go back to the mission statement, TW. And to me, in my humble opinion, it was a nice venture to try. It was a nice project to do. Because, again, what you're trying to do for TNA Impact Wrestling, you want to be on par with WWE. So here's the thing. We know that you know tapping into a market. You know how WWE is. They're they're not in, at this time. WWE is not invading the Japanese market. They're not invading the Indian market, or they're not invading the European market. What do they do? TW? They go on tours. That's as far as they go. They sell and they license off their television programs like Raw and SmackDown right. to the market, but they so well, that people show up to those tours, right? So, so people show up to the tours. It took a couple of years later for Triple H to say, you know what, for NXT purposes, we need to feed off the talent, the local talent, the Indian, the Japanese, the Mexican market. So in a couple of years, Triple H is doing what Jeff Jarrett actually is trying to do here with Rinka King. Jeff Jarrett is trying to find that next Indian sensation. Jeff Jarrett is trying to tap into a market. No, no, let me just say this first. Jeff Jarrett is actually doing what Triple H, who has more resources to do. Again, we don't know about the. You know, we've heard the the stories about 2000 in the 2010s. Dixie's father said, "I'm not paying for all this shit anymore. I'm losing money every year with with Impact Wrestling. Now you want me to fund Ring King? I can't. Get, this ain't no guarantee winner. And of course, you know, again, they were there for a month. They toured. A, they, they um they taped 26 episodes. Wow. Were they hoping to make money off of it? Of course they were. Did it get to a season two? No, it didn't. But you see where it was. I think Jeff Jarrett was ahead of his time trying to tap into another market and trying to scoop up talent. What's ATW? I know you wanted to retort back. I, I,
0: he was going for a big TV contract. That's what he well, was now, going
1: for. Because no, but again, when you're when you when you're trying to implant those Indian prodigies, you're trying to do twofold. That's what right, I'm just well, trying to say. Because you
0: got to have Indian content. Like I don't know if you know the rules in Canada, but the Canadian radio stations and the Canadian TV stations mm-hmm. has to have... I, I think it's twenty percent. It can't just be all American produced or English produced. It has mm-hmm. to have a minimum of like twenty percent Canadian content. Okay. And so, what a lot of Canadian stations would do, like musically, just get heavy on Brian Adams, get heavy on Shania Twain, and then, but once um, once Shania and and Brian Adams made a certain stature, they no longer qualified. They were considered an international artist. So in in India. A, it's smart to have Indians on your TV show because you want Indians to like it. And mm-hmm. if I mean, you don't know how many people there either. A, don't know what Americans look like, black or white. And B, you don't know if they hate them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's good to have the Americans as the bad guys, if you will, and the and the good guys be the Indians. It's and then also I I would, isn't that where Bollywood is? Is India? Yeah. So it has to have a content uh, parameter for having. It has to have so much Indian content, or they won't air it. Right, some kind of not, 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 like they'll, they'll like. Obviously, they air WWE, but but if that counts towards their non-Indian content if there mm-hmm. is one. And so, it, but it, it absolutely makes sense to do what he did. If there's a billion people there, mm-hmm. so if if one billion people spend one dollar on merch, which really that means one in every ten spend ten dollars. They're going to make a billion dollars. <laughs> Why would you not try? Yeah, you I'm have sure to. someone benefited them. Someone brought them in. So it was mm-hmm. what you call a paid show. Or Jared wouldn't have done it. Jared would have known he would have lost his ass going over there if he did it all by, um, all by himself. So he, he had at least partnered with somebody in case it was a total loss. Um, mm-hmm. But I guarantee you, especially if they were there for a month, good, bad, or ugly, those dudes that went over there will never forget it. That that's yeah. probably either a highlight of their life, either because it made them realize what they have here, or it's a highlight of their life because they had a damn good time doing it. One of the two.
1: And the funny thing is, uh, reflection I and this is my conspiracy th- theory. TW, I have to say this, Rinka King. The name alone is, is masterful. It's unforgettable because you, right. you, no matter what, twenty fifty years from now, we could talk about a Rinka King episode again. Who knows? Right. But I'll say this. 50 years from now? Yeah. For, for a lot of for a lot of gamers, there's a game on Nintendo called Ring King. Ring King. It's That's patent. That's patented. So Jeff Jarrett could not call his organization Ring King. He had to add the cotton. Ring King. So you know that that is my conspiracy theory because you know you this this whole venture could have went to shits, TW, if the people who created Ring King Would have sued Jeff Jarrett. Would have sued Dixie. This would have never took place, in my opinion, unless he changed the name. The very
0: first thing I thought of was Ring King, which is a boxing. Mm -hmm. It's a boxing game where you
1: uppercutted a dude and he flew out of the ring and landed in the audience. Right. So I'm just saying that that, if you if you remember that game, Ring King, and then you got Ring King, that would have been a very funny lawsuit in the against Dixie Carter, and Jeff Jarrett. But neither here know that. So now let's get into the crust. Of this Rink King episode. So, last, on the last episode of Rink King, TW, I didn't want to, I wanted to do that episode, but then that was a lot to at least try to explain to you. So, last week they did a War Games, and the winner of that War Games was going to get Total Power of Rink King. And again, the winner of that Hold was. On. There's a War Games episode I can watch? Yes. The one um, the one yeah, previous to this one was a War Games. 18? I don't know what number it was, but it was. It you was watched the 19. So it was the the War Games episode. So that War Games was for power of Rinka King and Team Jeff Jarrett or RDX has total power of Rinka King. So this episode is the, you know, the drunk with power episode of Jeff Jarrett and RDX. So now let's talk about one of the matches that started. And, And you know what the funny thing is, TW, was like the first segment, like when they were introducing everybody, Jeremy Borash was in the ring. With a lady female announcer. I forgot her name was like... Nunda a lady or female as opposed to a uh, lady male? Either way, you know, we, <laughs> it's, they could be non-binary. They could be they and them. I don't know. These, these, these pronouns days, are, they can be whatever they want. You're right. These, these pronouns is killing the professor. Just tell me you got a dick or a pussy. I don't care. That's my pronouns. Just have the biologicals. The you know, they, views but I, of
0: the professor are not
1: necessarily the views of Big Ray or Tommy Wonder. But yet they agree with me off camera. <laughs> but! I'll say this, T.W., the the female announcer, her name was Kundat or Nundat. What? Her name was Kundat. I'm just saying what the (laughs) name was. It was either Kundat or Nundat, but neither here nor there. Nundat. You got Nundat. That's what that was. I could get some of that, but none of that is – see, now you're going to make me lose my train of thought. But, again, Jeremy Borash was next to this lady announcer. She was speaking Punjabi, and Jeremy Borash is just sitting there with a mic in his hand like, yeah, I know what you're saying, right?
0: It's right. funny to say that because I was waiting for her to look at him like people normally do, and mm-hmm. I'm like, this motherfucker's just standing there going, "Yep, I don't even know what
1: my cue is." <laughs> that that's the fu- that that was the funny thing that 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 threw the professor off, It was so funny to me because Jer- why is Jeremy Boris there unless let him speak? Let him just say, or let him do the English version first. Let him right. say. What's going on in Rink a King, and then she could translate it. That that would make sense if you're doing English that's what I thought was gonna happen, but she just kept rolling like we knew what the fuck she was saying. Right. (laughs) That that that's the that was the stupid part, you know. Jeff Jerry understood what to do. He had to have his lawyer do the Punjabi translation. I'm just saying, let Jerry Borash do his part first, and then Nundak or Kundak will translate it for the Punjabi fans, but neither here nor there. But, again, we get into the first match here at Rinka King, and it's a Mumbai street fight. This ain't a a Philly street fight. This ain't a Chicago street fight. This ain't a Canadian street fight, TW. This is a Mumbai street fight. And it is Trevor Murdoch against Doc Gallows. But for trademark purposes. Rinka King changed their names. Trevor Murdoch is now playing the character of Roscoe Jackson. Doesn't look like a Roscoe, but again, that's my own. I picture occasion. Martin Lawrence when you say that because of Roscoe mm-hmm. Jenkins, right? And Doc Gallows' his name is what again, TW Isaiah Cash. Now, does that fit? I don't know. He,
0: he had a nickname above it, it was something I think with a C Cash, but then mm-hmm. on his lapels, it said Isaiah Cash. And I remember thinking, what the hell did they just call him? Because that was one of them things where they were speaking. India, and then threw mm-hmm. in Isaiah Cash. I'm like, who the hell is Isaiah Cash? By the way, I never knew Trevor Murdoch was
1: an impact. Never knew it. Well, you know, he had those. I think it was paper appearances. I think Trevor Murdoch was a paid paid appearance for Rinka King, just like Chris Adonis was a paid appearance. They weren't contracted wrestlers, so to speak.
0: They just but said yes.
1: They just said yes, like you said. Like if you're a wrestler in the indie circuit, like I'm, I'm going to be stay, staying there for three weeks. Taping some, t- you know, taping some wrestling and getting paid in full, more money than you got in the in the states at that time. I do it too. But- curry.
0: Well, well that might have been what made me say no. is that the whole country smells like curry?
1: I can't do it, man. There's always a McDonald's somewhere, TW. So don't worry <laughs> about that. But it's the Mumbai street fight. So what say you? Uh, you know, the funny thing about the Mumbai street fight was the beginning because Trevor Murdoch is looking for. The- I'm going to say these names. I'm going to say their real names. Right, right. Very much nice, do not. Do not say in the comments, uh, no, you got to say Roscoe Jackson and Isaiah. I'm not saying that. I'm saying Trevor Murdoch and Doc Gallows for all the purposes here. But anyway, T.W., Trevor Murdoch is looking for Doc Gallows. And the way they start Mumbai Street Fight was not a street fight. It was Star Wars Return of the Jedi between Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker with the with the Kendo sticks. So let's say you about the start of the Mumbai street fight, and then the proceedings of a street fight. You you got the cars, you got yes. the guardrails, you got the chairs, you got the tables. So let's say
0: you- and, you. and you got a language barrier, so you have no idea this is about to happen. And I just seen them come walking out and hop on the back of a flatbed. I'm like, what in the fuck? What is happening here? And then they break into the Star Wars, and then it, and then they get all over my favorite spot, which it made no sense at all. Was uh. Uh, Doc gets in the what looks like the passenger seat, but it's the driver's side in India, and just Mm -hmm. sits in the cab, and I'm like, what kind of spot are they going to do in the cab of a truck? But it I think the idea was, and if we could have understood the commentary, was he was trying to get in and drive away. Like, he just wanted to know more of it, and then Mm -hmm. Trevor Murdoch just kept ramming his head into the steering wheel, and then they finally made their way out to the ring, which I thought was cool, because, you know, obviously you said it was a planted audience, but as a fan i don't like any of these matches if i'm there because you're watching it on the tv and you're like man i could have done this at home right which mm-hmm. is why i'm always grateful that most of these matches are the undercard like the main event is in oak hogan versus andre the giant one of these things uh, you right. know they're in the ring in the middle of the building uh but they did some crazy spots man I, they must have got paid some good money because trevor murdoch took some bumps and doc gallows took some bumps and one of them was he put the garbage can on gallows, and I think he jumped off the truck to the ground with an elbow. Unless that was in the ring, I think that was still when they were in the back lot. And I just thought he's fucking. No, I gallows. think I think it was on the ring floor that he did the elbow. Yeah, it was right the ring floor he, from the yeah. balcony looking thing. And mm-hmm. there's no way you don't even know when it's coming. That I guarantee you that hurt for both of them. First of all, one's landing on a garbage can, and the other one's inside of it going, shit, when's he going to land? When's he going to
1: land? Speaking of which, Reflectionites, T.W., did you see the crowd? Did you see the security? Because the crowd actually was feeding off of that, but it looked like the security had to physically pull them back. Give because them space. Give them yeah. space so the rest wrestlers, A, can do what they were supposed to do, their spots, quote-unquote, but B was like, the I don't know if these fans even Expected that kind of spectacle. Right. Do you, is that or if and I'm, it's and I it's dangerous. It? It's dangerous
0: to do even do it because of what I said earlier. You don't know if these people hate Americans. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You, and by the way, they don't know who the fucking good guy and who the bad guy is. Not yet. I mean, maybe by episode 19 they do, but it depends right. if they're the same people because they could have recorded 10 episodes one day in front of one crowd. Ten episodes mm. the next day in front of a different crowd, or the next week, and then the you know the other episode a week after that. But it, there you're playing with fire, man. And and you, we've heard all the stories of '80s wrestling where Piper got batteries thrown at him and people got stabbed because mm. people hated bad guys. Like right. you know, there wasn't no damn people going out there as heels selling merchandise. There was people going out there as he- heels selling
1: anger. I, I, but I looked at the crowd as more of, not uh let me use the word right. They were more like visually into this. They were more no, invested they, into right, it. Right, right. Not yeah. that, they, that, not that also, they hated Trevor Murdoch, not that they hated Doc Gallo. They, but they but also they just probably wanted to
0: be, close wanted to to be probably action. on camera. They probably wanted to touch him like, oh, these are mm-hmm. American stars. You know what I mean? Because there's no guarantee the people in there aren't the poor people. Yeah, because right. they could—they could have. Hey, come watch it. Like the first glow, people weren't watching it, so they went out on the strip and paid people to come here. Free drink if you come watch the show. You know, because mm-hmm. you're trying to fill the venue up, and none of it's familiar to anybody. What would make you even go there? Because it didn't—they didn't call it Impact Wrestling. I'm sure right. they didn't call it WWE and get caught doing that and go to prison for it. So it—it it, you never know what that crowd was. But the good thing is is they were active. I remember, remember thinking last night like. This crowd, whether it's planted or not, would be better to wrestle in front of instead of that damn uh, the Saudi Arabian crowd. Because that Saudi Arabian crowd, even though it's gotten better with each show, doesn't mm-hmm. let kids and, and like normal people sit up front now. Whereas before, it was all those tables with Sheik sitting there who weren't even facing the ring. They were looking at each other, talking to the other side of the table. And you're like, what is this shit? Like, that's the government. That's
1: the government. That's the, that's the floor. On their hands. The and to mm-hmm. be a wrestler and
0: be there, you're probably like, man, let these other people that are getting into it way up here, sit down here. And they've, they've done that where mm-hmm. you see little kids like going nuts on the barricade and stuff like that. It's gotten better with, with seat placement, but it, I liked it. I liked it, man. I, I, I didn't notice what you noticed that they had to be separated because for one, I was watching it at midnight and two, I dude, I dropped my phone about nine times on my dog trying to watch it. And I kept falling asleep, but I watched it all and, and I, I enjoyed it. I, if there was an overdub, like that was one of the things about not watching Japanese wrestling is because until they had a Jim Ross and Kevin Kelly, it's not Americans commentating. And I had no idea what's going on unless the American speaks. And it's so quiet in there. I, I, I don't think I could handle wrestling in Japan. I could have handled wrestling there.
1: Okay, so let's put a bow on this Mumbai street fight. What, what, what drew you? What, what popped you, or whatever? That they went
0: all in, and and I liked that they ended in the ring, and they, you know they came out for that. Um, it almost comes across the the presentation, mm-hmm. uh, like those Japanese game shows. You know what I'm talking about, like. Where they go through the wall with the shape of themselves you know like the the, the real fun like the mm-hmm. atmosphere was very game showy but i like right. that they did real wrestling like no part of me thought they were doing scenes and then cut do this cut you know like the covid stuff where they were doing uh cinematic matches i still hate them i'm glad they don't do them no more uh for the mm-hmm. most part um but i don't like anything that looks overproduced and this felt overproduced, but still felt live, if that makes sense. Like, overproduced mm. in the fact that they added bells and whistles, but they didn't change the match. The match didn't come across as edited.
1: No, I, I get you. I, but it's just that it's a it's a nice way to start the, the program. Oh, yeah. Nice way to start Rinka King. And Doc Gallows gets the win. So was was Doc Gallows going to get a number one contender uh, shot at the of King Championship? Who knows, Reflection? I do not know who that champion was. I don't speak Pugani. all these guys had all the belts, but I had no idea what belts those were. Probably one of them was, uh, the Rink of King champion because I know that, uh, what was a Steiner and Abyss with the tag team champions. Yep. So and I think, I think Magnus, he was had the, the main rink belt. K- Yeah, he yeah. had the main, he was the Rink of King champion. So neither here nor their reflection. I, so I just wanted to bring that out there, but again, the language barrier makes it a little bit hard reflection. I said, we're being truthful here. Again, It's enjoyable because we know with watching wrestling, T.W., we can get it. We can actually, in our heads, put the commentary to ourselves. But, you know, again, maybe you want to hear the English version. You want to hear the English commentary. So this way you don't have to do double duty for yourself as the fan. So do you get what I'm saying, T.W.? At the very least, subtitles. Like, just throw some subtitles in there for non-English-speaking people right so one of the segments that was backstage was again this was the drunk with power episode of rdx and backstage there was another indian guy named deadly danda who was the the muscle with the lawyer and they had to put uh what you would call it, tw they threw their their power in the in wrestlers faces so one of the backstage segments was deadly danda and this lawyer and chavo guerrero jr and davy boy smith jr bulldog heart whatever his name was called it was bulldog heart and there was another uh there was another punjabi wrestler there who was the let's just say the steam Lombardi type he never got a win zeno bravo with the dark hair yeah but let me let me see if i remember his name his name was i got it baroud b-a-r-o-o-d baroud
0: no it was His name was the not-so-great Khali was his name.
1: Shut up, T.W. <laughs> Give the man by rude respect. But again, those three wrestlers was behind the scenes. And again, they were not on the side of Jeff Jarrett. I guess they were neutral is what I'm trying to gather here. Again, I don't know Punjabi reflection. Ice. So I'm gathering what I'm seeing as an American wrestling fan, what I've known from watching wrestling over these years, T.W. And then when Deadly Donda came in and, of course, the lawyer came in, They said, your services are not needed tonight. You can go home and do whatever the hell you want. So, T.W., what say you about that segment? Again, the drunk with power of RDX is playing its mold here on Rekha King.
0: It made me feel like those guys filmed vignettes at home to explain why they weren't there. (laughs) Because I didn't know what was going on. They were all in the same, like, trailer. Mm -hmm. Because later on, they do the same thing with Matt Morgan. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is this just a way of explaining why they're not there? Like they went home early, so they mm-hmm. filmed a bunch of segments to explain why they weren't in the building for matches, and uh, they were they were setting you up for who the baby faces were and who the heels were because those guys, like uh, uh, Davy Boy's son and Chavo. Uh, no, if I want to be fair, Davy Boy's son and Eddie's nephew took him under their wing to to make to give him the rub, which Baru Baru. Them-
1: Yes, got to help
0: you if those two are your baby face, your top baby faces.
1: But uh well, Barud is the baby is the Indian baby face everybody loves because he's so gentle, he's so empathetic and all that stuff. And I'm not being sarcastic in reflection as I'm just trying to give you what what there what Jeff Indians was Jeff Jeff was trying to accomplish.
0: People. He was the the
1: personification of mm-hmm. the
0: Indian s- Stereotype, but his will, name yeah.
1: was not the not so great Khali so don't 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 feed that fire to the reflectionites here, okay? It was Baroud, but anyway, neither here nor there. Farouk. All right, Farouk. Not, not right. Farouk, Barud. Get Baruka. it right. I, I'm not. I might have made a mistake. All right. Jesus. See, the opinions of T.W. and his jokes <laughs> do not reflect the professor and the P.W.R. <laughs> podcast. But when the cameras go off, I will laugh my ass off. But again. <laughs> Now let's try to do another segment, and we'll focus on a segment that has been recycled so many times because you saw this on Raw, and now it carries over to the other side of the world. And that is Chris Adonis, a.k.a. American Adonis, a.k.a. Chris Masters T.W., and he is doing the Master Lock Challenge. So for many episodes before, prior to episode 19, he is in the ring doing the Master Lock Challenge. They got a couple of plants, a couple of Indian, you know, wrestler plants, fans that couldn't break the Master Lock Challenge. But finally, the story plays out. And who is going to challenge Chris Adonis, a.k.a. the American Adonis, and the Master Lock Challenge? The mid-level Kali. Oh, boy, you are (laughs) loving this. You are loving this. You you had notes. You had joke notes. That's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Reflection. He had joke notes for this stuff. But... It is not mid-level Kali, but this was Jeff Jarrett's prodigy. I know this much because Kurt Angle trained him. Kurt Wasn't Angle it tra- Atlas that
0: was NXT and then he went to AEW and got fired for beating up his boyfriend? Who you where are you going with this? What's that guy's name? Atlas? I forgot his name,
1: but it has nothing to do with Jake Atlas. Jake Atlas. It was Jake Atlas. What's that got to do with I'm trying that's to say? That's the guy here? that does the no, challenge. Not, no, no. That this, oh, I, swore. I thought it was him the whole time. This is the Indian prodigy that Jeff Jarrett discovered that, that he had Kurt Angle train him. Mahabali Shira, who's been on Impact Wrestling for all, even till the last year. Even this year, he's been on Impact Wrestling. That is Mahabali Shira. He's Who? the great,
0: great Kali is what he is. Oh, now
1: he's not mid anymore. He's not mid. He's, he's not moved mid on anymore. up like George and Wheezy He's he's Be- impact. Oh my goodness! But anyway, the story plays out that he's going to challenge Chris Adidas Reflection Knights, and of course, you know, again, he is the first Indian person on the Rinka King side to break the master lock. Did you up. notice something in that segment?
0: What's that? He got in the ring and in English said, I accept your challenge. And the crowd popped like they knew what he said.
1: Well, I guess that that, that those three words were very easy to explain, right, to explain right. and to capture.
0: I don't well, know. The I'm applause just... meter came on one of the two. Who knows? You might but be it right. To... The second he pointed, he said, I accept your challenge. Everybody
1: went banana. Well, again, let, let's talk about Mahabali Shira, because, again, like I said, great, great Charlie. Whatever. shit shut up. But anyway, Maha. the great great kali <laughs> reflectionites, who is who was trained by Kurt Angle, and again, this was the number one Indian wrestling prodigy. TW. So let's talk about him for a second. Mahabali Shira, the great great kali. The the goal for this is to get over in two spots: India, and of course, he was going to come to America and be that great international star. So let's say you royal about- wipers. What? Royal Wipers? Royal
0: Wipers? What? That's wait, what he's coming to America, man. He just said he's coming to America. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. You remember when he's in the pool? Y- yes, I do. And he goes, Dad, I want to
1: wipe my own ass. <clears throat> <laughs> the jokes of TW will not get over on cancel culture. But anyway, it's a great anyway, movie. It's a great film. Yes, yes, it is. It is a great film. But Royal anyway, Wipers? <laughs> you, you get that from Mahabali Shear. I don't get this. But anyway, I'm having you fun. You said he was it's coming fun. to America. He, again, the goal was him to, for him was to come to America and be that international star for TNA Impact Wrestling to get over in two spots. I'm trying to act you as the wrestler. To elevate him up to Magnus because he does away with Adonis. Right. Because eventually he would become the, the last rinka King heavyweight champion. So they had plans for Mahabali Shear. So let's say you about the, you know, the goals, the aspirations, and the push, if you will, that Jeff Jarrett has for this, you know, Indian wrestling prodigy.
0: He's a smart play. He's got a good look. He's in good shape. He's a good looking dude. Like besides, good look is different than good-looking dude, right? Because there's good looking dudes in wrestling that have terrible looks, right? Mm-hmm. And like the gear and stuff. But everything about him is good other than wearing them damn knee pads around his ankles i didn't understand that part but in india the white meat baby face is going to be the dark meat baby face the
1: pretty boy indian right that's you i think i told you this before joe rogan no no said, no you got to you got to get this right it's not white meat it's curry meat baby face so i'm going to go with i'm going with you with the jokes so go ahead curry meat,
0: curry meat baby face joe rogan said it is i, I don't know who studied it but they say when there's two people fighting mm-hmm. and you don't know either guy and you're not invested in them, it is human nature to cheer for the guy that looks most like you. Right? So mm-hmm. in India, if you don't know who Makaka Bashar is, but you know he looks like you, you're going to be like, I'm cheering for this guy because you want to be proud of your countryman or whatever the case Wait, is. Wait, what, what, what's the name again?
1: Please tell me. Manchanchang Gukar. Okay, I'm just David Carr. Okay, you couldn't you couldn't just say great great colleague. Great but great you, colleague. Thank so, you.
0: And it's not it's not a you're cheering against the other guy. You just relate to the guy because he looks like you, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a safe bet to say that without cancel culture coming at somebody. You see an American taking a Russian on in a Olympic match. You're cheering for the American. It's that mindset,
1: right? The one so, the one thing I'll say. I don't know if you watched a lot of Impact Wrestling when Mahal Mahal Bali Shearer came to America. I did. His his wrestling sucked. Oh. No matter what, even Kurt said Angle, Kurt Angle was his teacher, so that makes no fun. no no. Kurt Angle could only do so much. I, I'm yeah. just being real. I'm just Kurt Angle is one of the best ever, dude. Yes, he's the best to ever do it. But you know, you need years in the ring. You can be yeah. trained so much, but you need years and you need experience and you need the right dance partner. And of course, for for Rinke king. You, you just said it. He's curry meat, baby face. He's going to be the champion. And, you know, the world is at his feet. But when you come to America, you got to earn your stripes. You got to pay your dues. And, of course, away. what? Take a shit away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I know where you're going with that one. But he's actually <laughs> earned his stripes a little bit right, to I'm the AEW. He's face. done that. That guy's right. done that. But it took Mahabalashira years to even get decent. And I'm I'm being nice here. He's still not decent in my also, opinion. Also, to be fair, Impact Wrestling takes once a month, and at one point they taped they taped once every two months. Right. Well, again, we knew the goal for Mahabali here, the great great Kali, was to get over in two spots. That's a lot of pressure for a young guy. Do you agree with that assessment? Or because it's, again, it's, I don't...
0: it's it's only a lot of pressure if he grew up wanting to be a professional wrestler. If he's just a guy that got thrust into the spot, and he probably is all in for it because he probably doesn't care one way or the other, right? And Mm -hmm. I actually think that's a sign of somebody who did get offered the spot when you don't get better at wrestling. I've said it about Lex Luger a million times. Goldberg, these aren't guys who grew up wanting to be wrestlers. They're guys who didn't make it in football who wanted another way to make football money, and someone suggested pro wrestling they did enough to learn how to do it in the ring and then got progressively worse, right? Mm -hmm. And you know Luger's my boy, and you know Goldberg has grown on me since he came back. I think they both got better again, but there was a point where they just were, like you said, as good as their dance partner. So if you could make a squash match look bad, your name is probably Goldberg or Luger back in the 80s and 90s because they didn't have the other guy telling them what to do and when to do it, right? So that guy... If he didn't grow up being a wrestling fan, two things: one, that explains his not being good at wrestling, and two, it it explains uh, him not um, or not what the hell is this it explains two things: him not getting better at wrestling, and 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 B I had a second thing. I don't know what the hell happened
1: to the B maybe thing. not getting the right like teaching, getting the right coaching. Right. he did uh, just he, enough he, to get on TV. Right? right. Oh no, that's what it was. He, it explains him not getting
0: uh, any better, and it also explains he had no pressure because he—if he had the pressure—he would have also gotten better, right? Because he mm-hmm. would have felt pressure to be better, and that's one of the things about the women wrestlers today. Uh, some of them are fucking terrible, and I know it sounds like I rip on AEW forever, but I promise you, I had the same opinion when she was in WWE. R- Ruby Riot, Ruby Soho, whatever the fuck, she. Okay. Might be one of the worst. And for some reason, she's loved by everyone. I think it's because she got cut. I think that's when the sympathy devil started getting in her favor. Mm -hmm. I watched her wrestle Britt Baker and Tony Storm. And I promise you, every single thing she did looked like a routine. Like she leaned her head in before the person put her head on there. Like, either she's always been that bad and I never noticed it, or she's gotten to the point where she's just phoning it in. One of the two mm-hmm. things. But I, I couldn't believe how many times I watched her do that. And I told my kids while we were watching it. No, it was Elimination Chamber. Someone got whipped to the ropes and, then they, and and was supposed to duck a clothesline. And you're taught in wrestling school if it's worth a damn. You don't swing high because you're missing the clothesline. You swing like you're hitting a clothesline. And the other person doesn't duck out of the way low enough, that's hit their him. problem, right? Right, they hit them in the face and whatever. And they they dude, they're doing like cartwheels, arms to miss clotheslines, and I couldn't believe it. And then you have other girls like here we go, Sasha or Bailey or um, I'm trying to think of someone unsung who doesn't get a lot of credit. Uh, those girls, uh, the, the NXT tag team champion chicks, uh, the one that was on American.
1: Katana, Chance, and Caden Carter.
0: They do shit that you can tell they watched wrestling and wanted to do a cool spot and and do something cool. Whereas the other ones just do the bare fucking minimum. 72 super kicks, a clothesline, and a slap to the face. And and
1: they do it telegraphed. And everything you said to me, and this is from my visual... Is Mahabali here? Right. Even though, uh, and again, and i probably he, pre- he probably wasn't listens. A wrestling fan. He Someone probably listens. Man. He does yep. the bare minimum. Yep. He's respectful, but that doesn't mean it projects to the TV. But again, with this segment here, this was the safest the, the safest segment for him to do. Why reflection Ice? Because all he had to do was break out of a full Nelson. He's gonna get over with the crowd because the crowd loves him. Because again, TW already eloquently said he's relatable. Curry made babyface, so he did his job. He gets out of the the master lock, and of course, Chris Adonis does what what heels do. Gets the last word in by attacking him from behind. I Which think it's funny because he opened that briefcase to show all the
0: Pajambi money, and then gets nailed. So I was like,
1: "Where'd the money go?"
0: Did it fly out in the
1: audience, and they see it wasn't real money. Because I bet maybe that, maybe money. that's a great example of the the rookie mistake. Because as the wrestler, if you're behind them. And you have a you have a briefcase full of money, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to drop it in the floor of the ring, not just be propelled out. Audience, yeah, that's like a very important that's a very important prop reflection because that's the analogy. Because if you didn't if you just tuned in and see somebody attacking somebody, why is he attacking them? If you see a briefcase full of Punjabi money, oh I got it. He he did something to earn it, and then he's you know Taking his Indian money. Back. he's an Indian giver. <laughs> Wrong I knew I was going to get yes. it. Wrong ones. We're getting canceled well, for sure after that one. Of course, of course. But, again, <laughs> the opinions of, of our jokes – well, actually, we both agree on the jokes, so you need to hear them there. But, anyway, no disclaimer on that one. But, but again, you, you kind of alluded on another backstage segment with RDX throwing their muscle around with Matt Morgan. So I guess the thing I get here with RDX – before we get to the final segment because that's actually the main event reflection so we'll get that into a second but rdx we already named some of the names steiner abyss magnus jarrett sanjay dutt so that's San- five yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's five guys so you know again we really don't have the the core of the rink king guys except for the the war games but again most of the, the Rinka King guys are just guys who just don't like Jared. That doesn't mean they're team Rinka King. There's no history. There's no, like, fighting for our company, TW, because it's so new, TW. It right. wouldn't make sense to the audience. Do you get what I'm saying, or does it make sense or it what? Was, it was good versus evil fighting for right. You know, you know at, at, at least at least if I want to go backtrack for, Amer- for the reflection nights, WCW versus NWO. You at least knew that people were fighting for WCW, even though WCW fought tradition. each other. It was fighting, fighting for tradition. tradition. There's no tradition in of King when it's so new. So you that's where I'm going with that, T.W. Agreed to they agree were fighting
0: for fairness. They
1: wanted their Indian baby-faced curry meats to have a fair shot. There you go. You can't ask for nothing so simpler than what T.W. just explained here. So now let's get into the main event, which was a mixed tag team match. We got... Raisha Saeed and one half of the Sheiks versus Angelina Love and and this looked like a Bollywood guy turned into a wrestler, so he was Rockin Radute. I don't know the whole name, but was Rockin Raccoon? Rado- All right, not Rocky Raccoon. Rockin Radute. Yeah, That's that the name. Rocket Raccoon. Yes. And Rockin Radute, TW.
0: This is. A, we should Raccoon. do a Stranglemania episode. What what what's a stranglemania? What are we doing? You don't know stranglemania? Is that is that is that Punjabi too? I don't know. No, that. was the Japanese death matches with Terry Funk and uh, Cactus Jack over in Japan. All that stuff. Oh, the, FM, the FMW stuff. But ICP bought it and redid everything and called him Cactus Sack and Terry Bunk, and oh. everything's they do commentary over. It and it's all ribs. Oh, you never I'm heard not- of stranglemania?
1: I did not i d I didn't I didn't see the ICP version of Strangle Mania. You have
0: to look up Strangle Mania. I C P stranglemania, you we gotta find one, we gotta do an episode because I've never watched it because I was again I was anti ICP back then. Uh, but it Cactus Sack is what they call Cactus Jack and Terry Bunk mm-hmm. because of copyright stuff. And right. they
1: overdubbed the commentary instead of the Japanese commentary, but it's all those death matches and stuff over there. All right, but but anyway, let's get into this mixed tag team match. Rockin' Redute. thats Rocky his real the name. Rockin' Redoot. Shit! Yeah, I know you. You're loving this shit too much. That's why I knew you—you you would hate this episode. The because inferior
0: Kali like, is this guy's name.
1: Okay, the inferior Kali for some strange reason caught the eye of Angelina Love. So now let's get into this match because there's a lot of casting characters before RDX gets. You know, this is where it goes with it, the drunk with power episode. You got Rockin' Radut, you got Angelina Love, who's in love with Rockin' Radut, you got Raisha Saeed, and you got the Sheiks, then you got the Midget, the Indian Midget, then you got Eugene, Nick Dinsmore, Dr. Nick Dinsmore, who plays a, a part at the end, so let's say UTW about this because, again, they 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 went into the traditional American style with man, man versus man, woman versus woman. So what's ATW? I think this was a main main, main event mid main event at best. Angelina Love and Raisha Saeed actually had a have a, had history in Impact Wrestling when the Knockouts Revolution started because both wasn't of them were she, there.
0: Wasn't that girl the one in that handcuff match with the girl yeah. that had climbed the thing?
1: She yeah. managed Awesome Khan during the, the yes. Revolution yes. days. Raiisha So I'd like to see what she looks like underneath there because I like her. I like her body. They, they actually. Uh, uh, her name is Alyssa. They. She actually. Butt. She actually did something that you talked about. T.W. She wrestled what? as Raisha Saeed. She had no tattoos, so she she could actually uh, wrestle without the mask on, and she wrestled as Alyssa. But the eyes gave it away, so you knew it was her. But neither here nor there. But what say you about this match? Because again. I want to focus on the Indian wrestlers because those are the guys that, again, Jeff Jarrett has eyes on as prodigies. You knew that the women could at least do something. I'm not saying it was going to be five-star bangers, but it was the men. Because, again, with the the men doing what they were doing, you know, what's the ATW? you know, as a wrestler when you see what they're trying to do? I I just – I'm not a fan of these matches,
0: although I will say the one the other day with Edge and Finn Balor with their women, I Mm -hmm. liked – I like that they did the thing where the girls powerbomb the guys. Like, that was different. Like, you can do that. You can't do it the other way around, right? And every time Mm -hmm. I watch them, I'm waiting for someone to do it the other way around just to finally, you know, push the envelope and see what happens, right? Um, Right. The closest we've ever gotten to that was everyone hitting Nia Jax with their finisher, and not one person complained about it because she's bigger than most of the guys in there, right? Mm -hmm. Legit. Legit bigger than most of the guys in there. Um, But when I watch this stuff, you know, I hate the, the, and they did it. They did the thing where, oh, you got to get out of there because she tagged the guy in. He can't be in there with the girl where the dude was trying to get in there with, I think, Angelina Love. It was the heel trying to get in there with her. Um, Mm -hmm. And and so I don't like it. But if you keep it fast paced, it, it works. If you just do it where it's two singles matches where they just get a timeout so the guys can come in there, it's the drizzling shit. And I think this one at least stayed active, where you weren't like, uh, this is just two singles matches where they're taking breaks. You know what right. I mean? Because that's what it can end up feeling like if it's long periods of time with the women outside or long periods of time with the men outside. Um, and I remember the other guy getting in there, and I spent most of this match trying to figure out if that dude was Mark Hassan, and I couldn't. So I was like, damn it, is that Mark Hassan? Hassan. Muhammad. Muhammad. but his name's Mark in real life. Because, I know that. Uh, and he is a Mark. But anyways, uh, this is the match when I started f- dropping my phone on my dog because I kept falling asleep. So,
1: no, you, to you, be you, fair. You
0: love you love this match too much. Well, honestly, I you- well, I love that damn Alicia Saad. I tell you that. Uh, but at the end, I didn't even know Eugene was there. So <laughs> you were giving me
1: breaking news. So I must have fell asleep and woke it back up to the promo at the end. Well, the 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 end of this match, reflection Nights, again. I'm trying to because of what I see, I can't get the Punjabi commentary. There was a midget, there was an Indian midget who also has affections towards Angelina Love. So it's kind of a, like a distraction, if you say, because the Angelina Love was, you know, when you, you see a midget, it is it's, it's nature. T W. I can use no midget. We say it right. <laughs> You say it right. There's no, no pronouns. There's no little. Reason. I would
0: like. <laughs> I believe the term is human light. Human light. Okay, when like a Marlboro the... light. It's a little mm-hmm. less
1: than. Ooh, I can't say it's a little less. That's a, That's <laughs> definitely a no no. I meant less tall. See, it's, it's not. It's not about the. It's not the terminologies reflectionites. It's the grammar. It's always about the grammar. Yes. They change it all the time. But neither here nor there. The little Indian midget has affections for Angelina Love. Angelina Love was distracted enough that Raisha Saeed did her finishing maneuver and knocked her out cold. Here's where the funny part comes in reflection The Midget and Rockin' Radut are now fighting each other to make sh- to give mouth to mouth to Angelina Love. I, definitely I that. do I don't I kid you not. So now while they're <laughs> now while they're fighting each other like this it's funny for a midget to slap this other guy. Did, but anyway, Did the other guy at least fight on his knees to make it fair? Yes, he did. He was on his knees yeah. with, with the midget. Here comes Nick Dismore, who is in a doctor's outfit, trying to, you know, put, you know, Angelina, trying to mend Angelina up. No mouth-to-mouth or anything. So <laughs> after all this, who comes out but Jeff Jarrett, the ruler of Ring King, the supreme, supreme leader. The Supreme Leader Jeff Jarrett and RDX comes out. So now Nick Dinsmore is very smart. He gets Angelina Love out of there, but Jeff Jarrett and the RDX people keep the midget and rockin' radut in the ring. They summoned everybody's favorite Indian wrestler, Barut, the fat Portly guy. So now all three Baruch. of them are not Farouk, Barut. But anyway, not Beirut, Barut. But anyway. Jeff Jarrett's drunk with power. He's forcing Barut to wash the, the, the closets. He's forcing Rockin' Radut to wash the toilets, TW. But now <laughs> they get to the midget or the little person. Jeff Jarrett has one easy job for the little person. Do you want, do you want to know what that is? Yes. Kissing Jeff Jarrett's foot. That's all he has to do. He, doesn't oh, have to he brought his dogs out. I remember that. He doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to clean nothing. All he has to do is kiss Jeff Jarrett's white feet. Not white meat babyface feet, but Pushed white feet. Foot. Yes. And the midget does not, not want to do that. What it happens, Reflection Knights, as a result of this? He gets the shit kicked out of him by Scott Steiner. Everybody puts their moves of doom on this Indian midget. Scott Steiner does the Steiner recliner. Abyss does the choke slam. Magnus does his moves. This midget cannot, you know, somebody's got to help this midget, T.W. And who comes out to close the show? Bumbaya, the sumo wrestling champion. Uh, Yep. And and then we fade to black because that's how they end Rinka King. And so what I got from this T.W. was they were this is where Lucha Underground got its kind of concept, T.W., of trying to tell a story by making it more soap opery and trying to end it with something, they right. f- they copied a little bit off of Rinka King. If you if you got the... Well, you didn't see it, but that's the way the presentation was at the end because it looked like a story. It looked like a, a real soap opera. So that's how they closed Rinka King when Bumaye the sumo wrestling champion, comes out. He's Buma-e. on the side of tradition or he's on the side of uh, Bashnish, the owner of Rinka King. So he's trying to thwart RDX and Jeff Jarrett, and that's how we end this episode of Ring of Kings. So what's the ATW of everything I said?
0: So definitely I fell asleep at the finish of the mixed tag, because I woke up to all that stuff in the ring, which I thought was another segment. I had no idea that I'd missed the ending of the other match, but I remember mm-hmm. that big-ass foot trying to shove it in his face. I'm like, what oh, is this? Kiss my ass club? And the guy mm-hmm. kept looking up at him like, oh, man, I don't want your foot. I don't want your foot. Mm-hmm. And then Scott Steiner did his math. Right. He put 50 and 72 you have 160% chance of me kicking your ass. And uh, he did. And uh, when that guy came out, I absolutely thought, and again, I don't know what the commentary thought, it should have been the guy that broke the master lock. That's who I thought it was going to be. Like, all right, he's elevated. He broke the master lock. Now he's going to kick your guys' asses. And instead, it was a guy smaller than Umaga
1: posing as a su- sumo wrestler. Mm-hmm. So, again, Bu comes out. I guess he's on Team Rinka King. He wasn't there for the War Games the week prior, so you know. Again, this is a must op- have had some vignettes, and this
0: was his first in in studio appearance.
1: So let let's close this. Let's put a bow on this TW because again, um, let me not the episode itself. I just want your overall scale of Rinka King from this episode. It's very heavy on the impact wrestlers. It's very heavy internationally with now a the sumo wrestling champion. There's very less. And all you know is Mahabali Shira. That's your hero. That's your number one Indian guy. And maybe this rocking radute is your number two guy. The midget is just there for you know purposes of. Tyrion. Yeah. Just to be in there. So what say you, TW? Because it's more heavy on one, on the international side and less focusing on the Indian side. That's the way I got it from my perspective. What say you? So I, a, I would have a question, this? because I I would think
0: that. Bring all these impact guys in, you slowly get rid of guys by saying, We don't need you today, we don't need you. You put in more local guys, you almost mm-hmm. are setting them up to continue on without the impact guys, mm-hmm. and then just have a promotion over there, and you could have heel turns because you're setting up all these guys, and then someone like uh uh Kokomo, whatever his name is. Bumbaye, Bumbaye, bitch, he could he could turn on the guy that looks like Jake Atlas, and then you got your feud and you don't have any impact guys there, right? Okay. And so I wonder if this stuff went on without those guys at all, like if anybody picked up the scraps and tried running a promotion over there. Because I also wonder if wrestling's even
1: big over there. I remember no, Brent well, well used, I'm at. You know, I'm, I'm gonna answer your question of Rinka King. This canceled. This only lasted one season, so I don't know right. what happened with these Indian wrestlers after that. So I don't right, know if saying, they I created if a or
0: started up out of this
1: to make. I I I cannot tell you that because if it
0: aired on TV, I mean, that's a billion people that could see you every day and go, "Hey, we know that guy. That's Babu Bagu. and then and then Jake Atlas. But uh, but I. I would say all in all, I like it. And, and I almost want to say this is better production, bigger production for sure, than the current Impact product. That's one of the reasons it's hard for me to watch Impact. I feel like it's still COVID empty arena tapings because there's like nine people there. And you're like, what the fuck?
1: Well, there's maybe about 200 I guarantee now.
0: you this, next
1: month, shit. I got to figure out the dates. I
0: might be in the damn cruise. I'm supposed to go to Impact tapings. Uh they're taping oh, yeah? in Windsor. They're taping in Windsor in March, March, and uh but it'll Maybe. be a better presentation in Windsor than is normally the presentation when they do it wherever they're doing these taping. Don't don't you feel like it's in like like you travel for the NBA when you go to a hotel and they got like a convention room? Mm-hmm. Doesn't it, that's doesn't it feel like that's where Impact tapes? Is something like
1: that? Uh, sometimes, yeah, but Just, like, it is one what...
0: side. Like you don't have a. A side over here where the camera is. It's just all in front of you. And I told you that at at uh, the college in St. Clair College in Windsor, where they record it, the students produce it all as part of their class. And there's a whole section that there's no fans. It's a wall, but mm-hmm. I mean, you never can tell on camera. It right. looks like there's way more people there. They're real wrestling fans. They're there to watch Doesn't BCW happen. slash Impact Wrestling.
1: Um, as long as they're there, and as long as they're boisterous, it's a it's a great product. That's that's all I could yeah. say. So yeah. with yeah. Rinka and King, I, I,
0: I've been there for pay per views for Impact. Uh, one of them had David Arquette on it. That was about five years ago, but mm-hmm. I've never been there for TV tapings because they take four weeks of TV, right? And and then have a pay per view at the next one. And uh, so I am supposed to I'm not probably going to make the pay per view because that's Friday night, and then I'll make the TV taping on Saturday. But I got to find out when it is.
1: Cool. So. I guess you like their production of Rinka King. Absolutely. You hope that you hope that Rinka King even though it went bankrupt and they didn't do season 2, you hope that these guys, these Indian prodigies got, you know, together with somebody in India right. to create a, an off an offspring wrestling organization. Hopefully right. they did because so if you remember Bret Hart when he was world champion, he
0: was absolutely loved around the world and one of the places they showed him going to was India. Mm-hmm. And when he got off the plane, it was like the Beatles getting off the plane here in Mi- in Michigan. And, yeah. and, and what the fuck? I was about to say Mumbai already. in America. Okay, <laughs> but but I think India is a wrestling town. Is the term we use, but it's a, obviously more than a town. But mm-hmm. uh, I I think it was a smart move by Jarrett. Like you're not taking America from Vince. Um, many have tried and failed.
1: Uh, currently, one I think one I'll say this was really really bad. Again, I'll say this. He was ahead of his time. He just didn't have the resources because Triple H copied the the moniker. And he's, and he's probably forty years old
0: or near it when we're watching this. And he's Who? on M- Jared. Oh, okay, yeah. And he's on AEW now, and he looks just as good as
1: anybody on that show physically. I think he's fifty-five now. Yeah, Overtae. that's,
0: that's what I'm is. saying. He's he's mm-hmm. minimum in his forty, late thirties, forty for this thirteen years ago. Um mm-hmm. and he's still going, man. I I there's if hey, there's a few, but if there's one guy that I will never ever doubt the love of the business, it's Jeff Jarrett. No how yeah, he, bridges he's burned, he's always managed to men fences, he's burned the WWE more than anyone and always ends up coming back there. I don't I don't know how it happens, but he does it. And uh well.
1: He you has know, we the, didn't talk he, he about has a uh, he has that uh, Vince McMahon sex tape with the the little right. boy so you know With that
0: midget from India
1: but uh, whatever
0: but uh, you know we didn't talk about it but he lost his dad last week and he still showed up on Impact because his family told him your dad would want you to and uh
1: that's old school that's very that's old school old
0: school man and think about it he, he, Owen Hart that was his boy I and mean, he wasn't mm-hmm. there I don't think when Owen died I think he was back in
1: WCW by then but No he he was he was there
0: They just weren't doing the thing anymore.
1: Yeah, they just died as
0: blue blazer. So, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, you know, he. I will never ever. And I, you know, we talk about the magazines on here a lot. And I remember Jeff Jarrett, 16 years old, skinny as shit, looking like a young Triple H when he was terrorizing. They had almost the same look other than than Triple H was ginormous compared to uh, Jarrett Jarrett that 16 years old in the 80s and i remember seeing wow who's this guy and they, they pushed him into magazines he was jerry lawler's hand pick to replace him to be the baby face. Right. and then which another thing we gotta send a shout out to jerry lawler like that dude had some bad stuff go down with his health and uh yeah, a lot of heavy stuff going on in the world but man jeff jarrett you know I'm, i don't know that i've ever been a fan of his like you know it was like buying
1: t-shirts or whatever you don't you have you don't have to be a fan to to respect somebody's to, hustle to
0: appreciate him he, yeah. he he's one of those heels you love to watch like he's always made me laugh so I, I would say i've enjoyed him and when i say a fan i mean like i am for warrior sting brett sean i i mm-hmm. just think he's i think he's underrated and unlike scott hall and who's the other guy we talked about who got in their own way jake um darren's mm-hmm gotten in his own way but somehow gotten through it. Like he's right. been a world champion and, and not just in the promotion that he owned. Um, he just
1: He's more than a good hand
0: and I and I, I just you know I just I really respect the guy man and and and
1: he's it, also, it sounds like you wanted me to do a spotlight on Jeff Jarrett. Is that what you want I, to say? I
0: wouldn't I, I wouldn't even mind doing that. I
1: just Okay I
0: know I know like you 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 have you have a lot of times Von Erichs are a perfect example where the kid might not really be into the business, but their dad is, and they have to be because that's what they were raised to be. I would, I would say, is is as influential as Jerry Jarrett has been. You know, a lot of that Southern stuff is Jerry Jarrett's influence. I would like to say, much like Kerry and uh, Kevin surpassed Fritz, I see mm-hmm. Jeff Jarrett surpassed uh, Jerry. His dad and yeah. Whereas Vern never got passed by Greg, you know, and Greg never.
1: Mm.
0: Kurt obviously passed Larry the Axe, but again, these guys are all in the same vein. Huge fan of Kurt, huge fan of Kerry. Not a big, you know, Kevin fan because he's barefoot and no knee pads, but um, but respect him. And, and, And Jeff Jarrett, like he's somebody that, you know, they had a figure coming out of him uh the ultimate edition with the the jj on the cowboy hat where that's my Mm -hmm. favorite version of jeff Jarrett when he first got there and he was j-e-double-f-j-a-double-f double I love that guy um i didn't like him the slap nuts and all that stuff uh as much and nwo but that that guy and i don't have a figure of him at all and they canceled that figure because he quit and went to AEW, so I mean, well,
1: well, 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 you will buy the AEW action figure Absolutely. elite Absolutely. of Jeff Jarrett as the Last Outlaw. We close
0: Hangman Page right here because I like those.
1: And, and with that, and with that being said, we close on this episodic episode, Ring King from two thousand twelve here on the PWR podcast at the PWS Networks at podbeam.com. So before T.W. goes on his cruise, we're going to do one more week of, of, a, of a show here. So for T.W., since you're going on the cruise the following week, let's go back to the movies. I'll find a movie of a wrestler. Maybe I'll do a Stone Cold Steve Austin movie because Stone Cold has done some bad movies. So I'll try to find a bad Stone Cold Steve Austin movie. I own a Stone Cold movie on Blu-ray that I have never watched. And what movie is that?
0: The Condemned.
1: That's the movie we'll do. Yeah. We will do The Condemned so this way he can he can dust off the Blu-ray and finally watch a movie so this way it'd be easy. So that's what we're going to do. Next week, before he goes on his cruise, the booze cruise, the singles orgy cruise, <laughs> T.W. is going to watch a movie starring Stone Cold Steve Austin the Condemned. That's, I think, 2003? 2004? One of his first ones. Yeah, Besides one his first. Expendables. Yeah, one of his first ones that bombed. But anyway, neither here nor <laughs> there. So, we're going to do Steve Austin, The Condemned next week. We're going back to the movie. So, T.W., give out those socials so we can get out of here. Hameen Media Group can be found at Hameen Media Group at
0: Podbean.com and at the channel attitude.com uh, HMG our show obviously is at pw reflection on the twitter uh travis i told you if i talked about you i'd say yours travis is at nuts and Bolts. p-w-v-o-e-l-t-z p-w that's his shoot last name uh, very cool name by the way travis volts it's like meant for wrestling and it's kind of like rick flair where he just changed the spelling like flip travis never changed it he never made it v-o-l-t-z um he probably showed up but anyways uh, Big Ray, we can't do it without him. Thumbnails or not, even if his if his son takes over the helm of making the thumbnails, because he's you know, frankly, better than Ray at it. But Ray's great at it too. Um, at you got jokes. You got jokes this week. You got jokes this week. Jesus. At Christ. Big Ray Hernandez across the board. It's his. It's his Match.com. It's his Grinder. It's his uh, his his TikTok. It's his Snapchat. It's his Ashley McBride. It's all of them. or whatever that mm-hmm. name is Ashley something. Uh, Ashley McBryde, a country singer, but Big Ray, we can't do it without you, brother. And like he was all in all week, even though we didn't do a show last week, and he was excited for this one. Uh, And then you got me at Tommy Wonder Nineteen is Instagram, and my uh, my mean Twitter, Uh, Snapchat is Number Wonder. Facebook.com backslash Tommy Wonder and at the Tommy Wonder is my TikTok and my nice guy Twitter, which i slowly not being nice at. Then you got big veto brand. and patreon.com backslash the big veto brand where you can help out or watch catch anything veto and Noel have going on. And then dumb, dumb, doing an idiot. Uh, you know, don't hold your breath, but soon, soon we will do stuff.
1: Uh, back, all right. back to you, Back to you, rock-a-dut. Rocket dot. Oh, my God. Rocket raccoon. This, this is why I, I kind of was excited about doing Raker King with you, because the jokes were going to come out there. It was it was too, it was too easy. <laughs> and I never anyway. got
0: mad at you for making me watch this shit. My first thought was, what in the fuck am I watching?
1: Well, you know what? Again, the jokes that we told are... Well, I ain't going to do the disclaimer. It, it's already the end of the show. But anyway, you can find it's me fun. on my Twitter. And they're funny, is what they are. Yes, yes they are. My Twitter, as is Professor... What is my Twitter? <laughs> I forget. PW Hustle Prof. That's PW Hustle Prop. That is my Twitter. And of course, if this gets uploaded by H. Track Brown, this will be available on the YouTube networks at the PW Hustle. And of course, follow my brothers in arms. Billy Ray Valentine, the man with the documents, the man who already knows that Project Veritas was an undercover democratic organization. But and, but you didn't know that after 10 years. But neither here nor there. But he has the documents to prove it. Follow him at Obi-Wan You Know Me. And of course, the King of the Reactions, 8-track round at the number 8, T-R-A-C round. And again, next week, we are going back to the movies Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Condemned. And with that being said, I'm the professor. <laughs> That's Mr. Wonderful, the Tommy Wonder saying goodnight and Mahabale Shira to all the Reflection nights. Peace. Take a shit out. Different organization. Jesus Christ.
0: No, but it's still a great name. <laughs>